Well, hello there, traveller. Coming in from the cold, we've got a nice warm fire going. Welcome to the Hearth and Tone Tavern. Can I pour you a cup of something hot? We've also got some wonderful books here if you're interested. After all, there's nothing better than curling up by the fire with a hot drink and a good book. It's true! And we've been reading some really good books lately. So why not pull up a chair and let us tell you all about them? Hello and welcome to the Hearth and Tome podcast, a monthly book club hosted by me, Phoenix Arden. I use they-them pronouns. And me, Eve Handyside. I use any pronouns. Welcome back to the tavern. This month we're discussing A Natural History of Dragons by Marie Brennan. Well hey, why don't we jump Ooh. right in? Heck yeah. Um, and begin with a quick little description of the book. This book is written in the style of a memoir. Um, fictional memoir by a woman called Lady Trent. Um, she is essentially writing what is her life story um, from um, from well, it starts up when she's like younger, seventeen ish in this in this book, and it's her becoming a dragon zoologist over the over her years. Yeah, so like her like I guess present day self that is writing the memoir. She's like a a mm-hmm. well known dragon naturalist mm-hmm. and um she's like decided to write the memoirs of how she got to this point in her life um and so this book i think it's mostly set when she's like in her late teens like you said i think she's like yeah. 18 19 for most of the book oh perfect mm-hmm. um and yeah basically it's like she starts off as a child you know has like a fascination mm-hmm. for dragons, but everybody's like, "No, you're a woman. Women don't find things yeah. interesting." <laughs> uh, and you know, she's she grows up. She has to get married, um, but she meets this guy who's also really interested in dragons and like lets her have access to all of his books and all this stuff. And um, then eventually, uh, she manages to persuade him to ask this this lord who's going on an expedition to find some dragons and she persuades her husband to ask the lord if she can go with them on this expedition and mm-hmm. he lets her and most of the book is the story of the expedition yeah um yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. it's one i'd heard a lot of good things about yeah I heard fantastic things. It's like a book of, it's a series of what, eight, nine books? I think it's only five. Is there? Well, there's a sequel series, so. Eight, nine, five. Similar numbers. Exactly. Who's to say numbers? (laughs) And it is fantasy, but the world is very heavily, like, the, the place she comes from is very heavily based on, like, Victorian England. Yeah. Um, and other parts of the world are also quite clearly based on parts of the real world as well. Yeah. So like it is fantasy, mm-hmm. but it feels more like our yeah. like the actual world. Urban fantasy esque, but not yeah, entirely urban fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Close yeah. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I also. It counts. I I feel like I should say right off the bat, I really like the cover. Oh, the cover's gorgeous. It's like an anatomical diagram of a dragon. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And, 
And the the drawings throughout the book, love. Oh yeah, fantastic. So good. Big, Whoever did, I can't fan. remember who did the illustrations, but oh, they did. Hang on, I can find out. Todd Lockwood. Heck yeah! Big shout out, Todd. Good job. Good job, Todd. <laughs> they were so they're so gorgeous. Yeah, and there's maps. Like, so the maps, pretty good. Yeah. Love, love a book, uh, fantasy book with maps on it. Absolutely, big, big fan of a of a fantasy map in a book, especially these ones because each map is on one page. There's no yes. There's no book there's no cracks gap. right down the middle of the book of the map. I wonder who we could be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to listen to our episode about cursed cocktails for more. <laughs> Fantastic book. Nice little throwback. The map is over two pages. <laughs> Yeah, and the really important places. Right in the crack. Anyway, um, <laughs> this map is not yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you to Reese Davies, Todd. who did the map, oh, apparently. But yeah, um, once again, we will go over the system we are using mm. to read the book. Once again, there are spoilers for this book, so if you haven't read it, go away, read it, come back. You know the whole deal Yeah, now. you know the drill. But yeah. This is episode six. This is episode six, wow. <laughs> I know. If you don't know the drill by now, you've not been paying attention. Exactly. What are you Do doing? Do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be using the Copile system to rate, the, rate this book, as we do always. Uh, Copile, originally created by Book Roast on YouTube. It breaks books down into seven different categories, which are characters, atmosphere and world building, writing style, plot, intrigue, logic and enjoyment. And you give each of those categories a score out of ten, Add them all up and divide by seven, and that gives you your overall score out of ten mm-hmm. for the book. So, Eve, what was your overall score out of ten for for Natural History of Dragons? Okay, I wish I, I wish I wasn't going first because um, mine's a five point seven. You know, we're not actually too far apart. Really? I thought you really liked this. I was like, I, I did. <laughs> I was like wearing. And we'll, we'll get to that, but uh-huh. uh, I gave it a six point seven out of ten. Oh, so we're literally... So we're like we're a point apart, a point which away. is pretty close. Yeah. I'm very pr- I'm so proud of us. That's yeah. not that different. Fantastic. Um, I think basically what I would say on the whole for this book is I did enjoy it, mm-hmm. but um, there were some things I would have I would have liked to have seen yeah, that I think sure. might have made it better. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably will read at least the next book in the series. Yeah, me too. Just I'm to curious. see if it's like got more of the stuff that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah, yeah no, it was a good There were just some book. points where I thought it was a bit lacking. Yeah, same. I was saying, but I will read the next one, but um, it, it, this one was very slow. <laughs> but we'll get into that. <laughs> Why don't we jump straight into character? Yeah, let's. Perfect. What did you give character? I gave it a seven for characters. I gave it a six. Oh my gosh! A point apart again. <laughs> Not again. Um, yeah, the characters were good. I remember two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have two of their names written down. That was uh-huh. it because I was doing uh-huh. notes before the this, and I couldn't remember anyone but Isabella and Jacob. That was it. Yeah. So Isabella is the main character. She is Isabella who eventually becomes Lady Isabella Trent. But mm-hmm. to be clear, she does not become Lady Trent in this book. No. 
by the end of this book, she is still just like Isabella, whose Cam surname Hirsch. I can't remember. Cam That's Hirsch. it. Thank you. It's the only thing I can remember. <laughs> um, and Jacob is her husband. Who's a wee sweetie Jacob guy. Camhurst, who I did really like. I, I liked him. him, and I liked her. Uh huh. Um, at points, obviously, she's a bit annoying, but that yeah. is because she is like nineteen years old. And yeah. No offense to anybody listening to this, but when you're nineteen years old, every so often you're going to be a bit annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sad eye. I did like that the the like older lady Trent who is writing the book. It is somewhat implied that she finds her younger self a bit annoying, <laughs> which I quite liked. It was like she, so funny. she repeatedly throughout the book is like, "This is not what I would have done now, but back then I was nineteen and an idiot, so this is what I did." <laughs> which is so funny how she knows that she was just such a wee shit. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, her older um, self is so sarcastic, and I loved her. I think that's that's the thing. I'm probably skipping ahead of it here, but I think if this book was the same book but not written like a memoir, like it is, mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it a lot less. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think the the the, the style it's written in was so fun. I think and it it's... really is like it's yeah yeah. The what is one of the things that made me want to pick it up because who who where else are you gonna get a dragon memoir? Exactly. Because that just sounds like the funnest concept ever. Um, but, so yeah, I liked I liked her, and I I mm-hmm. quite like Jacob. He's very sweet. Yeah. Most of the other characters, though, are a bit yeah. just sort of. They I, quite a lot of them felt quite two dimensional. I don't remember like barely any of them. So like, there's Lord Hilford, who Lord is Hilford. the the guy who's like funding and leading the expedition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is his like assistant. Mr. Wilker, who keeps clashing with Isabella. Oh no. Um, throughout most of the book. Uh-huh. There's Dagmira, who is a, yeah, the a young woman mate. who lives in the village that they stay in while they're on their expedition. And while they're there, she becomes Isabella's like lady's maid. Yeah. Uh, and then there is Kurzoff, who okay. is like the mm-hmm. He's like the guy who, he's like the local authority. Effectively, he's like the lord who like mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in charge of the area in which this village is. Yeah, um, and there's also Chatskull. 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 Who is a smuggler? <laughs> he's like the leader of a band of smugglers. Yes, and he I appears very briefly, but I did feel like writing him down because, um. I, I, I will talk about the smugglers in one of yes. the other categories. <laughs> um, but I just... Well, this is the thing, isn't it? If, like, I couldn't remember a lot of these characters. I had to go back through and write them down. Yeah. Um, it did just feel like a lot of them are just a bit flat. Yeah, for sure. There was not a lot of, like, character development, I want to say, with them. Because they, they were yeah. just all very, very bland, apart from, like the main couple I don't have else to describe them being because if you need yeah. to go back through a book and check who everyone was it's not a good sign yeah because I remember their roles but I just can't remember who they are mm-hmm. but I will I will say this um, from the beginning you kind of know that Jacob is going to die Ooh. Um, yeah <laughs> still boring that he's dead now 
it was like kind I, of sad but also because yeah. it happens in a, like a, a a moment where there's a lot going on yeah it kind of feels like it gets overshadowed which is understandable like that's kind of the vibe of of, of what's happening at that point is that like yeah. she is like i can't grieve because i'm busy right now mm-hmm. um but even after that when she is grieving it it it's weird yeah <laughs> It just doesn't feel like it's as sad as it could be in a weird yeah, way. Because they were like was it they were fleeing the camp or whatever when he got stabbed. And he was on a horse and he slid and fell in the in the uh, like snow. And that was like I, I was really sad at that point, but after that I was like, eh. He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> um it just felt there was no like huge point after it. Yeah, she she did have a, his child which she also called jacob that was very this sweet. is true Love that. this is true Love like that. she discovers after she, after he dies she discovers that she is pregnant with his mm-hmm. child yeah which um, is very yeah, which sweet. is interesting but it just, i felt his death came out of nowhere a little bit just a tad like i had to reread that passage a couple times where it was stated that he got stabbed um being like did he get stabbed because I can't tell here, because that other guy also gets stabbed. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why is he in the snow? And I had to go back and read the entire <laughs> chapter, because I, I bamboozled my brain that he was dead now. Yeah. No, I get that. I think it just... Mm-hmm. Um, it just... It needed something more to it. Yeah. Yeah. A I little bit extra... Definitely. Grief mingled in with the... With yeah. The stuff. Mm-hmm. Be sadder. Be sadder. Be more pathetic about your blooper dying. Your husband. Your husband's dead now. Come on. I mean, I did like that the older version of her did comment on it, on his death, being like, I didn't want to talk about this, but I guess I have to. Yeah. That was kind of sweet. That was kind of sweet. But yes. once again... I like the idea that even though she's much older now, it's still mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, and you can understand that because what we do see of their relationship is quite sweet. Quite yeah, like they they seem seem like a really good fit yeah. for each other. And I'm just curious what the next love interest is going to be because she has to get the last name Trent. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Skeptical. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Let's go right into atmosphere. Yes. I also gave it a six. Oh, me too. Snapsies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I thought the world building was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in Victorian England. Yeah. And I liked that they, um, both in future Isabella's like narration and just in the actual story... They are like they mention fictional books. Like yeah. I like that as like a way to like make the world feel a bit more lived in. Yeah. Um but <laughs> I think one of the big downsides for me was that at times it feels like people keep mentioning places, but there's mm-hmm. very little context given to them. And yeah. um I kept getting places muddled up with other mm-hmm. places. Because there were just so many place names like thrown out, yeah, and I find it like a bit overwhelming because it it throws out a bunch of names, but without really giving them and most like, of the places, places you don't that e- feel like yeah. they should go with those names. 
And most of the places we don't even go to in the book. Uh-huh. Like, I can't remember where they went to. The country they went to? Not a clue what it's called. Vis- Vistrana. Vistrana? Okay. In terms of, like, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fine. Like... Yeah, I'm finding it hard to say anything specific because yeah. I don't think it was really bad, but I also don't think it was really good. It was just yeah. fine. For sure. Um, there was... I'm hoping that in future it... books, maybe the world will feel a bit more fleshed out or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, the world felt, definitely felt lived in. Mm-hmm. That makes oh, sense. definitely. Yeah, but there was just more things that could have pulled you into like scenes and places and stuff. That would have been... Bit better, like, yeah, yeah. If it does feel like you're there, but it, it just it was lacking something we cannot can like pinpoint. Writing style. Yeah, I gave yeah. it an eight. Oh my god, Sam! What? What? <laughs> that two in a row. In a row. <laughs> oh, weird. Jakes. <laughs> oh no. Gotta buy me a cook now. <sighs> Shit. Um. Yeah, I really liked the like fictional memoir thing. Like I said earlier, I think the writing style was the strongest part of this book. For sure, definitely. Like I could take earlier stuff that happened in the book, because the the memoir aspects are so so fun. Yeah, of just her talking about her younger self. It's just like oh, the kind of like looking back on it all is very very cool to to read. Yeah, it is. And like I said, like For I sure. I would not have enjoyed this book as much. If it had been mm-hmm. just written, just in like normal like first person or third person or whatever, yeah, um, for sure. And I wouldn't want to keep reading the series. Yeah, but I think because of how the older Lady Trent is, like I think her voice really makes the book, and that makes mm-hmm. me want to read more because I'm like I would quite happily. It almost feels like you know you're literally like sitting and there's this there's this like older lady telling you stories from her childhood or not her childhood but from like her adventures when she was younger like it feels like you could be like in a room with her yeah and that's that's fun she's quite a cozy character her older self she is she is very like grandmotherly in terms of um being like uh it's quite yeah, I agree with like the nice little stories and stuff. That, that it's very, it's very sweet, very very sweet. And like she knows how unhinged her yes. younger self was. I enjoy that because like for sure, it would it was so funny. Like when um there's a scene where Jacob walks into her lab and she's got all those like little dragons in the jar mm-hmm. in different stages of like decay or like death, and her, her older self's like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and like I don't think I can't think of any other books that I've read with one exception, one series exception, that are written mm-hmm. like this, where it's like a memoir. Oh, no. Like The only mm-hmm. exception to that I can think of is How to Train Your Dragon. Because yeah. that's how those are written. Um, and I think it'd yeah. be great if we got more like adult fiction written like this. Yeah, I think it's a, for sure. not too much, because you don't want to overdo it, but more. Yeah, no. <laughs> because it's a really fun... Yeah approach to a book Mm -hmm. because her older voice is so engaging oh absolutely she 
she comes across as a silly heroine and getting into trouble and her older self is just like, please stop. <laughs> and makes fun of her the entire thing and it's just so funny. Yeah. I, 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 I would love more books written in memoir style. Absolutely. Especially fantasy books. Yeah. Especially fantasy. Like, even if you're just like a ragtag team going through the end of the world <laughs> as a memoir, it would be so fun. Yeah, I just think it's a really... <laughs> A really unique approach. Yeah. And like obviously, you know, it spoils that your main character is never gonna die. Yeah. But like that's okay. <laughs> because most book stories don't kill them off anyway. So exactly. Um <laughs> She loves to be an old lady and it's cute. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I think that is it is the, the fictional the, memoir yeah. style that is the thing that gripped me about this book and it is the only yeah. thing that would make me that is that makes me want to keep reading the series. It's like, I yeah. want to know how 19-year-old Isabella becomes, like, mm-hmm. old lady Lady Trent. Yeah. I want to see that progression, and I really hope mm-hmm. that over the other few books in this series, we do see her personality grow into more of yeah. what she's like in the narration. For sure. Because she's a much Cause... more fun character as a narrator than she is as a 19-year-old. Yeah, going from silly heroine to kind of, like, mysterious like um zoo- zoologist dragon zoologist it's gonna be such so fun yeah to to watch um and now it goes uh, downhill i think after writing style uh, yeah so so downhill yeah so <laughs> so plot. yeah five <gasps> no way i also gave it a five um, no <laughs> <laughs> that's what is that fourth in a row Three. Oh my gosh Three, three in a row. row. I can't count. We were this one point on characters. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The plot I liked, was interesting. <laughs> I liked the like concept of the plot. Yeah. I liked the idea of like this young lady being like, "Hey, I want to come on this expedition. I can like work my like. I'll be useful to you." let yeah. me come and they're like okay fine and then she is useful yeah and i liked the sort of side mystery thing mm-hmm. with like what's happened to the guy who was supposed to be meeting them mm-hmm. and um there's all this stuff about the smugglers and about uh that creepy dragon history yeah story. there's like a creepy mythical dragon thing and uh cars off the local like lord there's like a whole like side plot with them so fun um, but I think I think I would have preferred it had that been more side plot and less the plot of the book. Yeah. Because that takes over mm-hmm. the whole plot. Like, they make some really interesting discoveries about the dragons and stuff, and then about, like, halfway through the book, mm-hmm. suddenly it's, like, it's all about this, like, intrigue, and that's less exciting to me. Yeah. Like, like, obviously the, the the mystery was really well introduced with the guy going missing, saying we're gonna go. He went to find you because you're not meant to be here. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. But then suddenly everything else is dropped to look into other stuff. Uh, okay. Because what was the why, why did they even go to that place again? It was just to like study the dragon that that was there, and then they find that the dragon's attacking what the townspeople. Yeah, so they, they go to Vistrana because there are dragons, mm-hmm. rock worms, I think they are, Yeah, that live in that country. 
For sure. And they want to take the opportunity to like study them in their mm-hmm. natural habitat and also to like hunt one at one point they hunt one down so that yeah. Isabella can like draw it, like mm-hmm. do anatomical sketches of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then like you say, like they, they when they as they're arriving they discover that the dragons have been attacking people recently. And that's like an interesting plot thread and the guy who was supposed to be meeting them and looking after them while they were there has gone missing. And like you say, like one of the villagers at one point is like, hey, he went to find you because he'd sent a letter saying not to come, but then yeah. he was worried that it wouldn't get there. So he went to try and meet you to stop you. And obviously none of them met him. Yeah. Um, and we never get to meet him. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's pretty implied that he's dead. He's dead now. <laughs> Um, right. uh, but yeah, it just feels like the 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 whole like the the dragons are attacking people, and it is revealed to be because basically, Karzoff and his weird scientist man have been like killing too many of them. Yeah, because they've discovered some. They've discovered a way. Basically, dragons when they die, like sort of evaporate. They like turn to dust yeah, really quickly. They Their bodies dissolve. Do not. Yeah, they dissolve. That's a better yeah. word for it. Their bodies don't, like, stay. Yeah. Um, and Karzov has this scientist guy who has discovered a way to preserve dragon bones. And their plan is to, like, sell these dragon bones as, like, building materials and stuff. Because it's really sturdy and all this. Which is very Robin Hobb. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. Yeah. But it's also just, like... It's a shame that there's not more about the dragons and all that, because it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, the dragons start attacking people because they hear gunshots, because they've associated gunshots with other dragons dying. And I'm just like, it's just... It's yeah. I basically simple. <laughs> I want I wanted more dragons than there yeah. were. Yeah. There was a distinct lack of dragons in like, a natural there history of were, dragons. There were dragons, yeah. but I would have liked just more More dragons. of the dragons. More interaction with the dragons. A bit more. Because it feels like the main plot quite quickly shifts from let's investigate the dragons to let's deal with this, like, intrigue Mm -hmm. stuff that I cared less about. Yeah. And for sure, it's also what really... There was another thing that really annoyed me is that Isabella would um, go on these, like, jaunts around the town or, like, outside of the, the safe village just with her and... Dagmira and like someone else, I can't remember who it was. Like they go to this temple, they mm-hmm. go for a hike, she injures herself or something. And she she just occasionally just goes off and doesn't really think things through. Yeah, but then, and, you know, she's nineteen. Uh, yeah, still infuriating. <laughs> and bored. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. But yes, um it is somewhat infuriating. It is, because um, you're in dragon country with dragons who are attacking people. And it leads to a really interesting plot thread that then went nowhere. Yeah. Which is this whole thing with the smugglers, right? Basically, there's a group of smugglers in the local area. And at one point, she wakes up in the middle of the night and she sees a guy leaving the house of one of the villagers. And she, for some reason, decides to follow him. And then she gets kidnapped by smugglers. Yeah. Um, And she meets the smugglers, this guy named Chatskill, who's like their leader and uh, she like she makes a deal with them basically of like you take me back to the village and me and the people I'm with are going to solve this 
dragon attacking people problem because mm-hmm. the smugglers like live out in the middle of nowhere they don't have like houses or anything they like constantly are on the move and they hunt and when they're hunting they use guns and the guns are attacking the dragons and they keep losing people and people getting injured and stuff and it's a really interesting setup like yeah. i liked the whole thing with the smugglers but then i think like we don't see them we don't see him again like there are this the smugglers no. are like mentioned a couple more times chat yeah. school doesn't show up more and i'm like i would have liked a bit like at the end of the book where she's like hey we've we've solved the whole yeah. dragons attacking people thing be careful with your guns in these areas because that's where the, that's what's attracting the dragons for sure or but like, they just sort of leave yeah and it just feels like a shame and it feels like a massive shame because there's a really interesting plot thread that just falls away and like they're smugglers they have access to dead dragon bones and other stuff like that i would have liked to seen because at the end we see that a whole laboratory with like um, dragon bones and other stuff being kept but that's from a different guy <laughs> from what I remember and like the smugglers like they Isabella should be like can I get stuff off of you or at least have a kind of like at least a feud or a little bit more of a tension between her and the smugglers or anything else or the smugglers attack them I don't know but they just kind of disappeared and didn't go anywhere yeah. yeah and it felt like a shame yeah like they didn't seem that- to actually have any like consequences on yeah. them but yeah where, where did they go the biggest sort of downside of the book yeah the plot for me was like there were just a couple of threads like that that just sort of stopped yeah and it feels sad because yeah. there is potential for sure or like there was the the instance i think this is really really early in the book when she meets Jacob for the first time and she's in the menagerie of the dragons. Mm. Is it menagerie the right word? I can't remember. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, the there's... king's menagerie where he's yes. got some dragons. And she does nothing with them. She doesn't draw them. She doesn't talk about them. She doesn't research them. <laughs> <laughs> but like... I guess that's the first time she's seen dr- live dragons. This is true. And but... she does sort of like accidentally run her mouth about how much she knows about dragons and that's implied to be the thing that makes jacob like notice her and fall in love with her he's like damn she's not like other girls yeah basically yeah (laughs) pretty much but yeah i would have just i'd like to see more of her like being sad because those dragons die yeah and she doesn't she kind of just brushes it off like yeah but like you you love dragons and like yeah she at the end of the book she hates or like when they hunt down that dragon she feels bad for it it's mm. not the same like level of sadness she felt for the ones in the menagerie. It was it was a bit weird. It was just something I noticed that I didn't like. But you know, um, intrigue. Mine's really low. We? Mine's really low. Oh, so maybe this is where you've you've yeah. you've diverged from me because I gave the intrigue a six. I gave it a four. So not too um, low, but because I think it, it all of the downsides of that I that we've just said about plot. Mm-hmm. apply to intrigue as well right yeah, like threads just sure. disappear yeah but um i've rated the intrigue higher than plot because i did keep reading the book because i yeah. i wanted to keep reading the book i was about to say i wanted to know what happens but i don't think that's really the case no i didn't care what <laughs> i just it was it it did intrigue me it did grip me yeah um so i i i put it at a six because it, it like 
and it was mostly the writing style, but it it got me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I similar to you. I wasn't really kind of like. I didn't really want to know what happened. I was I was a okay. I was like, there's not really a drive not driving me much to learn about what happened. The thing was, I read this book over a month because I got so bored. <laughs> I put it down at what like two two ten pages two hundred and ten pages and left it for like two weeks. Gonna say because you started it before I did. Yeah. Before and, I'd started, you were 50 pages from the end. Yeah. And then I picked it up and finished it. And when we next spoke, you were 10 pages from the end. <laughs> it's because I... The last 100 pages are so boring. Nothing happens. Like, well, yeah, she the gets, last 100 pages is where all of the stuff happens. It's I, just not interesting it's stuff. It's just not interesting. <laughs> exactly. Like... Sure, she goes to the that temple and she gets a supposed curse. Sure, that's kind of fun, right? I don't care that she has to get dunked in water. Like, sure, that's also kind of fun. Or that she keeps hearing creaky noises when she's in the sauna. Or, I don't know, she was just... She was she bored me as a POV kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, it, it took me forever to get through. And I wasn't really... I didn't feel a driving force to push myself through it. So it took me it took me a while, but then when Jacob died, I finished it as soon as soon as he died. I was like, "Oh, this is this is good." I feel like after that point, it would be weird to put it down. Yeah. Oh, he's dead now. I'll just I'll just slot this away and not read the next six pages. <laughs> yeah, it's right near the end. It's literally twenty pages from the end, but um, yeah, I I just got really bored. After, like, when she leaves to go to the... I forgot the country name again. But the the country um, with her husband and all the crew and stuff. From starting when they got there, I was so bored <laughs> with the book. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of nothing happening. Yeah. Or, like, really uninteresting things happening. And, as you said, threads disappearing constantly. As yeah. soon as they get there, so because yeah, I yeah. think I think her getting kidnapped by the smugglers, that happens I think before they hunt down the dragon and stuff. Yep. So like that is the most interesting thing that happens for a good, a chunk. good chunk of the book, mm-hmm. and it just gets dropped. Yeah. And is like, I thought she getting out of the camp seemed a bit too easy. Like, she just talked her way out of it very easily for a 19-year-old who's never been in a kidnap situation before. Yeah. Like, I'd be freaking out. I'd be crying. <laughs> I'd sob at them. I don't know where I am. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. But she seemed very calm about it all. I don't know. But that was, like, I was so interested to see where they're going, and then, poof, they were gone. Hmm. Logic? Logic, I gave a seven. Me too! Oh, we're back on track. Oh, we're back here again. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Um, I think that what we got of the dragons was really cool. Yeah. It was really interesting. I just wanted more. Yeah, for sure. I think that sort of sums up my thoughts on this section yeah. <laughs> quite nicely. Like, it was it was really interesting what they did when we did learn stuff about dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing about the, the dragons taking other dead dragons to this one cave that has, like, this the exact right conditions to preserve yeah. dragon bones. So they have this, basically, they have a graveyard. Yeah. Um, and that's really interesting. Like, it gives mm-hmm. you, like, an insight into, like, the dragon behaviour and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is exactly why I picked up this book. And then yeah. there is no more of it. Yeah. 
there is that that brief mention of people desecrating the the um the graveyard of the dragon, which I loved. That was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of great plot and track, but n- nothing came of it. Yeah, much at all, or like the anatomical drawings of dragons in this book. Fantastic. The way the mm-hmm. way Lady Trent describes the dragons. Really love even the little. Is it scarlings? Is the ones that are in her base of operations her sparkling scar sparkling 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 thank you um even i was interested in them because yeah she was also kind of unhinged though (laughs) with them (laughs) and i was like damn you're killing a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) but i guess the the implication is that they are like bugs right there's just like they're just sort of everywhere like they're not like an uncommon thing they're kind of like dropping like flies as well yeah she she collects Uh a lot of dead ones yeah yeah i was very yeah no i just um i really liked the the bits of like dragon Mm -hmm. biology that we get but we just don't get enough of them yeah like (laughs) the bit in the menagerie was very good because it showed you three different dragons and it showed her yeah. knowledge. Loved that. Like it they sets up this dragon. world where there's all these different types of dragons. Yeah. And then, like, understandably, obviously, for the rest of the book, they're after this one specific type that's in this one specific area. Fair mm. enough. Except that we don't just. I just. I wanted more information about the dragons. Yeah. Exactly. Tell um, me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. But also. There was there was this one thing that bothered me. It was in they went to the other country. There was only rock worms. That was the only dragon that was in that country, which I felt was a bit strange. Like not even. I like, don't know if it's necessarily the only one. Yeah, but the one they were investigating. I think it's more just like yeah, they're they're like more common there. <laughs> but even so, shouldn't there have been like maybe a different breed of uh, sparkling, scarling, whatever the hell they were called. Sparkling, yeah. Sparkling. I don't know. It just, um, I don't know. I, maybe like a teeny bits of like, oh, this dragon's also in this location. I should look more into this as a little side note or something and then go back to the rockworms. I, I, yeah. I, I, more dragons. More dragon yeah, knowledge. More dragons. More, more dragon drawings, please. The dragon drawings, just, creepy just as hell. More, Love more dragons. More dragons. I always, I always want more dragons. Anyway, uh, enjoyment. I gave it an eight. I gave it a four. Oh, I I was so. I enjoyed yeah. this book. I, I did, <laughs> despite it. its many failings. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. I just would have liked more dragons, more dragons. and less just like stuff that isn't interesting. For sure, happening for a hundred and fifty pages. Yeah, I purely because I put it down. I got it because of how that when they arrived there and part of like. Her, just her she annoyed me um but like uh, uh yeah i had mixed feelings i'm gonna continue on because i'm generally intrigued but like eh. uh, it, it was not right time it was okay i was i was fine with it i just wanted more dragons more dragons please yeah more dragons <laughs> more dragons i'm hoping that the later books in the series have more dragons that's my hope oh yeah for sure because they they are very pretty covers as well, which They're makes me want so them. Pretty. I want all of them. Yeah. And in the sequel series, the first book has got three dragons coming out of little eggs, and they're the cutest little yeah. babies ever. 
And I think the sequel series is like her granddaughter or something yeah. is the main character, which is fun. So, is so I, fun. I might, by the time I get to the end of this series, I might, you know, I might need to. You might, you might want more sequels. dragons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you have any recommendations for people who liked this series? I do. Um, I do. I think, well, the first one I've already mentioned, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Damn, that was one of mine as well. <laughs> Of course it was. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's it's this, but with more dragons, and obviously, like aimed at slightly younger readers, but still yeah. fantastic for adults. So fantastic! And if you've if you've seen the films, the books are different. So mm-hmm. read the books anyway. That's it. That's Ever. my pitch because we all know Absolutely. what How to Train Your Dragon is about. <laughs> yeah, if somehow you don't, they're about dragons. Yeah. And Vikings, and I love that. Exactly. It's the best combination. Cresta Cowell does no wrong in that series. Fantastic. No wrong. The Robin Hobb Dragon Keeper series. If you like this, you will like that because it is dragons and it's about how they reproduce and about how they're kind of like... um, because the dragons basically aren't being born correctly and we go through all kind of like why there's suddenly a lesser dragon population or why the dragons are failing to hatch from their eggs and it's very fun um there's a few trigger warnings please go read the trigger warnings before you go read it because they're mm. but it's a fantastic series about dragons and there's uh people who take care of them and there's one who's interested, which has a similar character to Isabella, as, nice. so, as they go over and investigate them, which is, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've been meaning to read Robin Hobb. I will get around to it at some point. <laughs> I I haven't finished her yet either, don't worry. I'm still, I've I've read the first book in Dragonkeeper and the first two in Farseer. But I need to, I need to keep going at some point. Because <laughs> she's, she's got what? Is it three trilogies and a quadrilogy, or four trilogies and a quadrilogy? Something like that. Something insane like Something that. Something insane. They're all interconnected, but like you can yeah. read most of them out of order. They're all like set in the same universe. Yeah, and ones in the same world. Exactly, and ones about assassins, ones about dragons, ones about pirates. Yeah, can do no wrong. I think the last trilogy is a continuation of the first yeah, trilogy. The so you can't read them entirely out of order. Yeah, but... the Fools series is um, um, a sequel to the Farseer trilogy. Right. Yep. Which I anyway. need to get to at some point. <laughs> I will get to, I swear. Another recommendation I have, if you like the like Victorian science vibes, uh, a fantastic book I read recently is Our Hideous Progeny by C.E. <sighs> McGill. Which is like Victorian era. Uh, the main character discovers that she's the great niece of Victor Frankenstein, and decides that in order to prove that she is a capable paleontologist and that she knows what she's talking about, she decides to uh, use parts of other animals to bring a dinosaur to life. So good. it's Jurassic Park crossed with Frankenstein. I don't know what more to tell you. It's quite fun. It's <laughs> such a fun concept. I love it. Also has lesbians. Even better. So, you know. <laughs> you can't you can't fail here. You can't beat a lesbian. 
Um, okay, I'll do... I've got one more. So have I. Uh, Shadow of the Gods by John Gwynn, which is the first book in the Bloodsworn saga, which is still coming out. The second book came out last year. Um, it's Norse-inspired. Um, after the gods warred and drove themselves to extinction and cataclysmic kind of events happened and you follow three different people as they kind of try and find out one what happened to the gods and two just kind of like how they traverse the world as it is and maybe the gods aren't dead and one of the gods might be a dragon who is very vengeful just maybe though might be just maybe just maybe it's it's such it's so good it's such a good book um my last one because i i i don't know if i've gone a single episode yet without recommending either tamsin muir or becky chambers so (laughs) to be taught if fortunate by becky chambers um yeah it's a novella it is all about this the this crew of a spaceship they are i think there's four of them three or four of them and basically Mm -hmm. they are going out and researching different planets to see if if they were you know habitable for humans but they have to be really really careful not to like cross contaminate anything they have to not like leave any evidence that they were there and uh, they can't take anything away like it's very um like environmentally friendly like ethical space exploration and and it's really interesting so it's sort of a bit like a sci-fi version of this almost because it's got that same sort of like uh animal research vibe to it um and it's very good and it's becky chambers so you know it's fantastic she does no wrong she's literally perfect impeccable (laughs) literally perfect (laughs) thank you for joining us here at the tavern phoenix where can our listeners find you outside the podcast well i'm on twitter instagram and threads at beans and fungi super easy super simple follow me if you want to uh what about you eve uh on a similar vein i'm on twitter i'm on instagram i'm on youtube and tiktok under cozy crow with an S, not a Z. The correct spelling. <laughs> the correct spelling. <laughs> and obviously make sure to follow the podcast. We are on Instagram at Hearth and Tome Pod, Twitter at Hearth and Tome, and TikTok at hearth.and.tome. Uh, so you can get, you know, updates when episodes come out, behind the scenes stuff, um, clips, all that good shit. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh next month oh our book for next month because i realized we forgot to do this at the end of the the last episode so apologies if you've just listened to camp damascus and don't know what to read for september (laughs) in october we're going to be reading a wizard's guide to defensive baking by t kingfisher which i'm halfway through and i'm loving it i have not started it yet but i'm going to soon (laughs) It's so good. You're going to... Oh my god, the vibes are immaculate. Uh, so immaculate. yeah, make sure to, to read that. Uh, yeah. So that you can, so you can, you know, hear our thoughts on it. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening to the Hearth and Tome podcast. And make sure to follow us for future episodes of our book club. Bye! Bye! Bye.
music used within this episode was Midnight Tale by Kevin MacLeod through Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.